I will be talking about breaking career limitations. Thank you, sir, for this opportunity, sir. Thank you, sir. So turn to your neighbor and say, welcome to church. With a smile. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So you know when you are given a task like this sometimes, you begin to scan and say, ah, I, I think some people could have done justice to this thing. Especially my friends in the HR world. Tinu, Pastor Shade, and Covert. I'll try as much as possible and do what we can do this morning. And I was teasing my friend Mark at the back before I came. I said, when I get stuck along the way, I will just say, my friend Mark will come and continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, we're talking about breaking career limitations today. And I'm sure this is something that is not strange to quite a number of us. Um, the world we live in, uh, it's a very dynamic place. Things change from time to time. There is no certainty about the particular way things will continue to go. And so some of these things also contribute to the kind of choices we make in our career and the choices of things we do in life. And sometimes, too, you find out that in the course of your career, the course of your career growth, there are certain things that tend to look like hindrances or limitations. Um, because of the short time we have, I will not be able to delve much into a lot of details. And I also understand that um, there might be questions in your heart in the course of the conversations we're going to have this morning. Um, and we don't have that opportunity to answer questions. But if you have questions, I'm sure there's going to be another time where we'll be able to have a question and answer session. And perhaps you can also approach me on, or any of the persons who have been speaking on these topics lately after service, and we can have a one-on-one -on -one and talk extensively because I'm not sure I'll be able to do justice to a lot of things with the limited time that we have. So what is career limitation? Career limitation actually, in a very simple way to put it, are those things that hinder you from achieving your full potential of what you want to, or what you intend to become, or what you want to be. And when we talk about career, uh, don't get it twisted. It's not just about those who are in the regular nine to five um, kind of jobs, or those who are in corporate world alone. We tend to want to think about people who are in the corporate world or people who are in the regular nine to five when we talk about things like this. But it also applies to other areas of life, um, like um, the artisans, yeah. Somebody could decide to say, okay, this is my career path. But there are, certain, there are times when there are limitations to some of those things. And the easy way out sometimes for people is to chicken out and want to get out of it or to just accept fate and remain like that, you know. And so that's what we want to talk about this morning. The first thing you need to understand is that what are the things that could cause a career limitation for anyone what what could be I, I don't have all the answers but i'm just going to share with you a few things that um, i've been able to pen down here 
One thing I think that is very, very important is, first of all, our mindset. Our mindset. The mind plays a very powerful role in limiting us, in shutting down opportunities that could come our ways in life. And I'll just give you maybe one or two examples of what I mean by that. You know, when some people graduate, I remember one of my friends, when, uh, when he got admission into the University of Ibadan to study medicine several years ago, he said when, he got, when they were doing registration and um, he saw his colleagues who were also trying to do registrations and they came with very fantastic jam scores, 299, 300, and so on and so forth. He got 266. And I was also going to study medicine with them in the U.S. of Ibadan. And when they brought out their O-levels, seven A's, one B, eight A's, he was able to just struggle to get maybe about six credits. And in his mind, he was like, are these the people I'm going to be competing with in the U.S. of Ibadan? And the stories is, he also heard about how tough studying medicine in UI can be. Because at that time also, there was one of our friends who was his classmate in secondary school, who was a year, I mean a year or two ahead of him in UI. And that one was already telling him and saying, ah, I'm not sure I'm going to continue this medicine, you know, he stopped and all of that. And you see, that fear began to come in and say, ah, am I sure I made the right choice at the end of the day? So you see what the mind can do to us sometimes. He was comparing his result with the result of the others and so on and so forth. But today that gentleman is a medical doctor in spite of all that challenges. Because he was able to brace up and say, no, whatever it is, this is what I have set my heart to do. And there's nothing that's going to limit me and I'm going to scale through it. So the mind plays a very powerful thing. You are in a work environment, you are doing something, and you are beginning to think in your mind that you may not be able to amount to anything. It's a big challenge for a lot of people. Your mind, even when everything else is there for you to thrive, for you to make progression, but in your mind, you are limiting yourself and saying, ah, this and that and that and that. I know we live in a world where sometimes it can be very competitive. And when people are talking and, you know, particularly amongst freshers and maybe yeah, people who, are just, uh, who just left the university and who are just getting employment, one of the things people usually like to compare is, uh, where did you school? Maybe you, live, maybe you work in, in, in a close unit and maybe out of the five of you are in a team, um, four or five or maybe about three of them studying in a private university abroad. One studied a private university in Nigeria, and you are the only one that went to a public university. And in your mind, you think you can't do better than them. It shuts you down. It shuts you down automatically. And funny enough, sometimes you might even do better than them. And we have seen it happen a lot of the time. But you see, we just get shut down in our mind and say, this is, this is me. And especially for some who perhaps even went to a polytechnic, and you are in a work environment, the people who went to a university. And in your mind, you feel inferior already. Mindset. 
So this, are, this is a very powerful thing that can shut you down in terms of your growth, your career progression. Another thing that can also do that to a lot of people is, um, like I said, there's a lot, but I'm not going to be able to speak to all of them because of time. Changes in the industry where you work or technology. Particularly now in our age where technology seems to be changing a lot of things. Changing a lot of things. That can limit your ability to make progression. So you find out that, oh, there are certain things I've been doing that machine is going to do going forward. What am I going to do? What's going to happen to my job? Am I going to lose my job? And so on and so forth. Changes in the environment, changes in technology, changes in your industry. Oh, banking used to be like this, but going forward, banking has changed. And you're feeling like, ah, what's going to happen to cashiers? What's going to happen to tellers? What's going to happen to this? What's going to happen to that? These are things that can limit one's career growth. Another one is lack of adequate qualification. You, you know, learning, I, I, the last time I spoke here, I told you about the fact that learning is a continuous thing. The fact that you have a first degree does not end there. Oh, I have a first degree, I have a master's. I'm fine, I'm settled. It doesn't end there. It's not about your first degree or second degree. Learning is a continuous thing. So if you're in an environment where you need to up your game from time to time and you don't do it, that alone is already shutting or limiting your career opportunities. And another one is fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. You can also tie it and link it back to the issue of mindset. Fear. Fear as crippled a lot of people that they don't even know what to do next. They're just living in perpetual fear. You know there are some people in Nigeria who don't, who have fear has so gripped them that they are not making any move. This Nigeria said, we don't even know what will happen. They have, their mind has conditioned them that nothing good can happen. There is fear. Ah, things can scatter tomorrow. Everything is about fear. So it's not allowing them to be able to explore opportunities, to be able to look for what else to do that can help them, make them grow and all of that. Fear. What if it scatters tomorrow? What if, what if, what if, and all the what ifs in the world, and at the end of the day, they can't make any meaningful growth. They can't make any meaningful progress. And you find out that time is gone. So these are some of the things that can cause career limitations, and several others, like I said, because of our time. So what are the steps you might need to take in order for you to break loose from some of these things? What are the steps? I have a few things here also. There are also many, but I'll just speak to one of you two here. The first thing you need to do is to set a definite goal about what you want to do. You need to set a goal what do I want to do? What is my plan? What is my career plan? You know, a lot of the time, people get into work environment, they get a job, 
they are okay that they've gotten a job, and they just sit down there, and that's the end. No plan. So let me share my personal story with you. How many of you have called a call center before? How many of you have called a call center before? When you have a challenge, you call a call center. Good. I once worked in a call center. Yeah. So we'll sit behind the counter and pick the phone calls and talk to people. And some will insult you. And then we, some will tell you you're a bastard. Some will tell you, tell you all kinds of things. But you know, the funny thing is that amongst us, there were all kinds of people. In short, I remember in my, my team at that time, there was this lady who, who is a lawyer. I know people who were pharmacists. I know people who were, quite a number of people were lawyers. And there's this particular lady who was a lawyer too. Today she's a fantastic person and she's doing very well in her law career in the U.S., but you know, some people came to that environment and just felt that they have gotten a job, and that's the end. But you see, I kept asking myself one question. With my accounting degree, it's called, I'm coming to peak here. And you know the funny thing, some people, their aspiration was to become a supervisor in the call center, and that is okay. Ah, they say one day I will just become a supervisor and things like that. You need to think about the future. I had said to myself, this thing is not, a, it's not going to, it's not sustainable rather than, until one day they told us, they said, ah, that uh, there's a model that they see that is happening in India. That uh, most companies in Europe and the U.S. were outsourcing their call centers to students <laughs> in India. So when you hear such things, what do you think will happen to your job in Nigeria with your degree? In short, they experimented something in my office. They went to call some students who were part-time students in Unilag to come and be doing the job we were doing. And some people were angry. They were angry with the system. Instead of them to be thinking of an exit strategy and say, what am I going to do next about my career? You know? So, you see, you need to set definite goals and know where you are going to. Then you also need to take an inventory of the skills that you have and the ones that you are lacking that will help you to get to where you are going to. So if you say, for instance, let me also share another example with you. When, when I eventually left the call center, because of time, I'm not going into that detail, one of the things I wanted to do was to go into a data-driven environment, mining, analytics, and all of that, and all of that. And I didn't have the skills at all. I didn't have the skill. And the best that could happen to me was that one day they would just tell me that if I try and try and do well, they would say, okay, supervisor call center. And they will clap for me, and that's the best. And I discovered that in order for me to get out of this place, one of the things I need to do is to go and get these skills in this area where I wanted to move to. Guess what? There was a lady that came from Ghana. I went to sit with her, and I asked her, how do you do this thing? How do you do this thing? And I sat with her. I learned certain things in one week. I learned how to use there's this analytical tool, ACL. I learned that tool in one week, honestly. I learned it in one week, and I started going to sit with one other team. When I do my job, I will go and sit with them. I will learn what they were doing. I will tell their manager, I say, just give me, let me just do this. I was doing it, I was doing it. Until when I was sure that I can do it, I went to my manager. I had a good rapport with my manager, and I said, I don't want to do this job again. This is what I like to do. And she said, why? Say, but you don't have the skill. I said, I have it. And she went to the other person and said, ah, but he said he can't he he can do it too. 
he can actually do it. And that was how I moved from that place without doing any interview, without doing anything, because I prepared myself. I'd gotten the requisite skill that I needed to take the next move, and I moved. A gentleman that myself and himself were in that team is still in that place today. Honestly speaking. Just because I took step by saying I lacked certain skills, I must do something about it and acquire those skills. Another thing, again, is you need to network. You need to learn to network and also seek for opportunities for mentorship. Right? So, I was happy I got into the data environment. I was so satisfied with this. I had, had fulfilled my desire, right? It's one thing about careers. It doesn't stop at one point. It's a continuous thing. And it doesn't also stop at your nine to five job. It's beyond nine to five. It's beyond whether you work with one company today or whatever. It's beyond that. It's a lifetime thing. So when I was in the data environment, because I loved it so much, I was doing everything, I was doing everything. I sat there again for another seven years of my life. Until one day I realized that, oh boy, you are not moving anywhere. You see, there are some things you do in some organizations that are called specialist skills. The best they can do for you is that they will just be hailing you and hailing you. You are doing it for them. They are enjoying it. You see, at a point, they will, because they discover that there's nothing they could do for us. So they will motivate us and say, oh yeah, come and go and present in the CEO's office. I will be happy. I'm going to present in the CEO's office. But there was no, there was no, qualif there was no promotion for you. They just do that for you just to boost your ego and make you feel like, oh, and all of that. Then what I did one day was that, thanks to... Uh, one of our friends who used to be with us here, Pastor Femi, he called me one day and said, ah, you, you like to do some things around this area? And I said, yeah. He said, there's something going on in LBS. Do you mind? Let's just take a look at it and all of that. Ah, and that's how I got into it. And that's how I did that. And I got into that program in LBS. By the time I was done, you know, that environment helps you to network. Then my eyes opened. And I realized that if you want to grow, you need to do something about what you are currently doing. So that you don't sit down there and just remain there again. Then I started doing networking. In short, I got a different job offers by virtue of that network. I got different job offers. And the next thing was that I, was, I also got to meet someone that I adopted as my mentor. Who was telling me this is what you need to do. He said, one day I told him... I said I wanted to do, he's a, he's a project management expert. I said I wanted to do project management. He looked at me and laughed. He said, what do you want to use it to do? I didn't have the answer. Because I felt that everybody was doing project management in my office and that's the next thing to do. He said, you don't need project management. He said, you should be looking for how to become a leader right now. Leadership is what you should be looking for. You are looking for project management. For how long do you want to do operational things? Then he was one that opened my hand and said, go and do this, go and do this, go and do this, go and do this. And when I did it, my mind blew and I started seeing leadership opportunities. And that was how the next thing happened again. So there, you, you may think you know it all, you don't know it all. That's why you need to seek the counsel of other people. You need to seek the counsel of those who have gone ahead. Because a lot of us have made mistakes. That's the truth about it. And when people make mistakes, 
they have learned from it. You can, particularly the younger ones who are just starting their career right now, you can learn from other people's mistakes and take corrections and so that you don't do the kind of, you, you don't repeat the kind of mistakes they've made. If I knew that seven years I spent in one particular place doing one thing that I think I love so much, see, your passion is not enough. You need money on the table. Yes. Passion, passion, passion. If your passion is not bringing money to the table, they will begin to question that your passion. Oh, yes. Um, next one is, you also need to commit your career into the hands of God. Now, all of these things that I have said, they are good. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. It's very good. But beyond all of that, you also need to seek the face of God. Because there are times, certain steps you think you want to take might look good. But they might also be career limiting. Yes. Some, some years ago, some people in my office just took a decision. And they just jumped into something and they felt that that was the best thing to do. I was also tempted. It wasn't long after a couple of months, the business just said, all the people who moved to this place, you can now go. And that's how they ended their career. So that's why you need to pray and ask God to lead you and to direct you. It's very, very important. And lastly, before I leave, let me just share this with us. You know what God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1? He said, get thee out of thy country. Out of what? Thy kindred. Remember? Good. Sometimes we need to get out of our country mentality. A lot of us are locked down by our country mentality. We're locked down by the environment where we live in. Do you know that we're in a global world today? We all say we're in a global world. We agree, right? You can actually get a job sitting in Nigeria and be earning in dollars. But if your mind is locked and think that nothing good can come out of Nigeria, you'll just remain there like that. So let's get out of this mentality. Get out of your country. It's a mind thing. It's not necessarily physically living. And let me also say this in closing. Even if you want to japa, you need requisite skills to be able to japa and get it done well there. That's the truth. You don't say because I've been a banker all my life in Nigeria, I'm going to Europe. You will get there, you'll be shocked that the banking skills you have here is not relevant there. So if you want to jack better be getting the skills that you think you need over there. Get out of the wrong mindsets about wherever you are. Right? It's very, very important. Praise the Lord. So let's say this together. I am on the rise. I am on the increase. Every limitation is broken. Nothing is stopping me. I am fulfilling purpose. The part of my career shines brighter and brighter every day. I know what to do part time. I know what to do part time. I know the steps to take. And I'm making tremendous progress in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have been blessed. Thank you very much.
Praise the Lord. <laughs> My daddy has given me five minutes extra. Praise God. All right. I was talking about, um, let's continue from the steps you need to take. Right? The steps you need to take. Now, one other thing you might need to do in order to break career limitation is continuous learning. So, um, you see, in our world today, I think there's virtually no career path where things have not changed tremendously. I think even in accounting, in short, some of the accountants now are feeling threatened. Somebody was telling me something yesterday and said, ICANN is trying to change the way they have been doing their business. So people will no longer write ICANN and just become chartered accountants. You will write ICANN and be certified in maybe taxation, in maybe auditing and all of that. Because at the end of the day, people just get certified and they don't even use a, a large chunk of what they have, been, they have been killing themselves over for years. So there's virtually no area of life that um, learning is not important in our world today. Even teaching. Everything now demands that you go and learn something new. So, and the problem with a lot of people is that they are comfortable with where they are. See, it's not, degrees are not enough again. No, they're not enough. Degrees is just to get you to that, that table. But the things that will sustain you are the things you keep learning from. Our friends in the IT will tell you better. As you are learning one IT thing today, you are thinking you have become a guru. Tomorrow it is out of vogue. You have to start learning. That my friend I told you that was, went to UI, who is a medical doctor today. Uh, three weeks ago when I was in Kano, uh, we couldn't see. He was in Kano, I was in Kano, we, didn't even, we couldn't see each other. And we spoke on the phone and he said, ah, he's trying to do another course. I said, really? Doctor? He said, yes. He said, it's so intensive. And so that's why we couldn't see. Because you have to make yourself relevant. You have to make yourself relevant. That's the truth. What are the trends in the world today? Don't just sit down and fold your hand and say, because I am a BSc holder in, in uh, accounting, for example, I'm fine. No, the question is, what are the, what's going on in Europe? What's going on in America? It's on, the fact that it's going on there and it's not here yet does not mean to not get here. So before you know it, better upskill yourself so that when it's coming, you are well positioned for that opportunity. And let's not think, see, me, I don't have, in my mind, this is me, oh, please, uh, don't be offended. I'm not thinking retirement yet. I, my brain is still sharp. I want to do a lot of things. And I want to read more, if given the opportunity. That's the truth. Because there's a lot of things to do in our world today. So don't just sit down and fold your hands and think you are okay. Even if you are a carpenter, tailor, there are skills you can add to what you are doing to make you better. Honestly speaking, 
There's a gentleman who sells for most of the top executives in my office. He's based in Abuja. Unfortunately, he's not even based in Lagos. So in. But you see, you see, the funny thing is that when this guy sews for you, <laughs> the way we package it, the way we package it, you will be, you'll be shocked. And what you can get in Lagos for maybe 30,000 naira, he will tell you it's 100,000 naira. But you can't, you, you can't argue with him. Because he has learned the art of how to sell to big people. They like packaging. You, you have been sewing all your life. You have not changed this way you have been doing your sewing. You will just sew for people, you give it to them. The edges are not even well trimmed or ironed. Because you have not learned that that is something that is catchy. Or you are doing one other, different things. So please, learn. Go and learn. There are machines that were used for sewing yesterday years. They are not relevant again. They are antiquities now. They are antiquities now. Be innovative. Be innovative. See, and don't get me wrong, oh. you do some of these things even in a regular uh, career does not mean that it will earn you a promotion immediately. Forget promotion is a different ballgame entirely. But at least you are progressing in your career. That you get promotion or not does not mean you are progressing or you are not progressing. It's good to earn promotions. But think beyond promotion. Think beyond the work environment. Think futuristic. Do you understand? Think futuristic such that when there is a problem tomorrow, it is you they will come and... Look at how some people end ministerial appointments on a platter of gold. E.g. that the Minister of Communication is being sold to a particular thing over the years. And he's been doing it consistently. And when they mentioned the name, people could not even argue. Do you understand? So please, get knowledge. Get knowledge. Get knowledge. It's very, very important. Learn. Unlearn and relearn. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir, for the extra time.